Hello again, Redemption. Thank you for taking the time to listen to part two of Communication and Conflict. I hope you all have had a sanctifying week thus far and have been, by the power of the Spirit, seeking to honor Christ in thought, word, and deed. Last week, we looked at two principles of biblical communication. Let's uh, quickly recap. Looking at the book of Ephesians chapter 4, we see Paul exhorting his audience to two truths or principles related to how we are to interact with one another. The first principle we looked at was that godly communication does not come naturally, which is why Paul tells us to put off the old self. So what does that mean? Well, putting off the old self means laying aside, renouncing, and putting away our former ways of thinking, acting, and communicating, which came so naturally to us when we were darkened in our understanding and alienated from God. Instead, we are to put on the new self, created after the likeness of God in true righteousness and holiness. Principle number two flowed from principle number one. If we are putting off our old way of living, we are to no longer be embracing falsehood, but instead speaking truth to one another. Last week, we saw that this was not merely a matter of not lying, but instead being open, honest, and transparent, with nothing to hide in our communication. Yes, in case you were wondering, when you are having a bad day and your spouse asks how you are doing, and you respond in a harsh tone, I'm fine, this is not being forthright. Paul goes on to supply principle number three, which I have entitled, Is It Helpful? In Ephesians chapter 4, Paul instructs us in verse 29 to let no unwholesome word proceed from your mouth, but only such a word as is good for building up as fits the occasion so that it will give grace to those who hear. So what constitutes corrupting talk? Well, MacArthur is helpful in painting a mental image when he says, corrupting talk refers to that which is foul or rotten, such as spoiled food or putrid meat. Corrupting talk accomplishes the exact opposite of what Paul describes. Instead of building up and encouraging, it tears down and demotivates. Instead of benefiting someone, it hinders them. Instead of being characterized by grace, it is harsh and unloving. So allow me to ask, have you taken the time to analyze your communication over the last week? What percentage of your speech towards others uh, would be characterized as that which builds up, edifies, and is gracious? I'm reminded of Luke 4.22 when it is said of Jesus that all spoke well of him and marveled at the gracious words that he spoke. A homework assignment I often assign counselees to begin practice edifying and gracious speech is what is called a praise list. In this assignment, the individual is instructed to begin praising their spouse or children at least two to three times a day for godly character qualities they observe. These can be anything from alertness, attentiveness, and how they make themselves available to self-control sensitivity, and sincerity in their motives to do what is right. Sorry, I could not think of any godly character qualities that begin with Z. Now, after the counselee begins to put into practice his praise list, what do you think the common feedback is? Well, 
Initially, the homework assignment feels forced, unnatural, and even difficult to come up with uh, items to praise your spouse and kids for. And to top it off, when you initially begin praising your family, they look at you sideways. It's almost like the look you would receive if you announce that you are quitting your job, moving to Winnipeg, and starting a prophetic circus ministry. How peculiar it is that something as simple as regularly praising your family is so foreign to us and those around us. This brings us back to point number one. Godly communication, which builds up and edifies, does not come naturally. Much like giving someone who has never played golf before a nine iron and telling them to hit the golf ball, until they begin to practice, it is going to feel awkward and people will look at you strangely. So, Christian, how are you doing in this area of communication? If we are honest, we can confidently say we have not yet arrived. And all too often, even are with our best intentions, we fall short. Take heed. God is not done with you yet. May we ask him, as the psalmist did in Psalm 141, verse 3, Set a guard, O Lord, over my mouth. Keep watch over the door of my lips. Well, till next time when we conclude communication and conflict. Have a great weekend, Redemption.